This is the Dedicate Recruitment podcast series with Liz Nevitt, bringing you topical news and expert insight into the world of recruitment and employment within education from both private and public sectors. Hello and welcome. Today we'll be discussing the role of school business manager and how it has changed within education. Our guest today is Sue Birchall, a highly experienced school business manager with a career spanning over 20 years, starting as a part-time bursar at a primary school, which has progressed into gaining her certificate and diploma in school business management to achieving her degree. Sue has worked in both academy and maintained schools, adding to a wide range of experience as an assessor for the Diploma of School Business Management, writing training material for the National College for School Leadership, and she writes a regular blog for KCS. Hello, Sue, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So you have a very broad spectrum of skills, so extremely experienced in your field. My first question to you is, how do you think the school business manager role is perceived today? Well, I think at the outset, when I first started, um, it was very much a case of the aim was for school business managers to kind of sit alongside the head teacher um, and take on board all of the school management role, leaving the head teacher to do the thing that they're best at, which obviously is teaching and learning. I think over the years that I've been a school business manager, it's certainly changed. Um, The advent of the academy process um, has altered the business manager role quite significantly. And I think now what I would class as a traditional school business manager probably doesn't exist in quite um, a large chunk of the education industry. So you're now looking at school business managers being able to um, specialise in the areas that they really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our, what's required of us is still very, very different in every school that you go in. And I think that kind of brings with it its own issues. It's still a fantastic job to do, don't get me wrong, and I love it. And I am a traditional school business manager, and long may I remain one. Yeah. I think the role has evolved really well since the academisation in the last 10 years. When you think of a school business manager, the equivalent of that was like a bursar 20 years ago. And the difference in that is that they're focusing kind of one aspect of the school with the responsibilities now. This is a pivotal role within a school. How do you think that makes a difference to the leadership team in regards to that role? I think it brings a different eye. Um, Certainly, I work at senior leadership level in both my secondary schools and in an advisory capacity within the primary. And I think it just brings an eye that isn't just about teaching and learning. You know, you get to see maybe a broader impact of the things that people are proposing and it stops an awful lot of the knee-jerk um, changes that used to happen. Certainly for my schools, being involved in all of those conversations mean that we actually do plan every change that we make and we do a lot of risk management, which I'm not entirely sure that the teaching profession, just standing on its own, was capable of doing before. So I think, certainly for me, it means that, you know, you use the word business in schools. Business in schools is sometimes considered to be a dirty word, but it's very, very important. It's not mm. just about saving money and 
saying no to things. It is actually about making sure that what you put into place will actually work, is sustainable, the succession planning in place. And that's what it's brought, that kind of business-minded, broader view, which means that, in theory, it should be much more effective and much more efficient. So what challenges do you face on a a day-to-day basis in your role? (laughs) Time is a huge challenge. Um, During the school day, the, the number of time thieves are uncount, you know, there's just so many of them mm. that I think that's one of the biggest things, finding the time to sit down and do those important jobs. That's why it's so important for me that I work um, school holidays because that's when I get the really important stuff done, the stuff that I need to think about. You have to consider it, it as a full-time job, it's 37 hours a week and you can't do it in that time in the way that you want to. And that time when nobody's about during the holidays and having the brain space and everything to think about the things that you want to change, do those bigger things is so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm a great believer in um, work-life balance. I won't go home in the evening and work all evening. And I don't spend the weekends that I should be spending doing family things and enjoying my life working. I work efficiently when I'm at work. And when I go home, I'm not a business manager. That's how it should be. You know what your priorities are with regards to the role of being so broad. What do you think the difference is with being a school business manager in a standalone school to a multi-academy trust business manager when you're overseeing three, four plus schools? What would be the challenges in comparison? Um, I think it really does depend on what the school business management role involves. I mean, having worked for a multi-academy trust, quite often the traditional responsibilities of HR, premises with health and safety and finance are all separated. So you wouldn't necessarily have the responsibility for all three or four of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you te- that's where the specialisation comes in. It, it moves you up the ladder, but it also means that, you know, you do less you move away from the operational side of things if you're like me and I I very much like to be involved in the strategic thing and I'm very much like to influence and guide but I also like to do so um, the role within a multi-academy trust is very very different and it's less on the ground less hands-on and I don't think you necessarily if you work across a set of schools see the impacts of what you do and one of the reasons for working in education is that you're enhancing the learning of your young people and one of the rewards is actually seeing that in action and I think possibly um, the further away you get from that the less you see it the less mm. impact it has for you in your role. Yeah I think with my experience working with people like yourself and, and the education leaders and the strong support side when you're hands-on you're actually on the on the ground and you're going into the schools that you're working with, your base there, so you know, you know all the teachers, you know how they work, what the demands will be. But if you're taken out of that situation in a central role, you're just not hands-on enough. You don't really know, but you don't have that on-site experience with the schools and they buying into their trust, explaining things, sort of rolling out information. Is that the difference for you? Is that how you found it? I think so, yeah. I think, and you know, I've been a business manager a lot for a long time. I like to influence things and I like to see the influence of, of what I'm doing. And obviously the more that you're dealing with, the less influence you have on the ground. And, it, you know, you can have influence in a mat. You can change policy, you can change direction, but it isn't quite the same. And for me, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not my, my cup of tea. And lots yeah. of other people love it and that's great. And they find out that they like a bit of their job more than they like the other 
their job so they want to specialize but me I like to be involved in all of it and I think anybody that works with you with me would tell you that you know I like to stick my finger in many pies <laughs> yes <laughs> you're certainly a doer I think also what's your thoughts about full business managers being on the senior leadership team compared to those it, that aren't yeah I think if you're going to be a school business manager and hold the responsibility levels that um, school business management demands, you need to be on the senior management team. And quite often, I mean, I've written about this several times, quite often you'll sit there and you won't even say anything. But the right. fact, you know, one of the key, key um, things that you need to be able to do well as, as a good school business manager is to listen. Because if you can sit back and you can listen, you can learn so much and you just store it away. And being on the senior management team means that you're getting to see it at the very, very top level um, and you can watch school direction. And so many things that you're responsible for impact on those decisions. That If you don't know what those decisions are, you end up crisis management instead mm. of planning. And that's not a good way to be. Yeah, absolutely. Being reaction rather than being proactive in that sense. Yeah. And what yeah. about relations with the head as well? Because you are part of the senior leadership team, have you found that, the dynamic has changed over in your career with regards to relations with the head every single head teacher i've had has been different and in their own way they've all been great you know it is very true that nobody is brilliant at everything mm. and school leaders need to recognize that they need the support and they also need to trust their school business manager to take on board the things that they're good at the same way as they trust their deputy heads and their assistant heads for pastoral or curriculum management or anything so I've found myself with every head teacher that I've had it's really really important to watch to sit to listen to find out how they work find out how you can support them because that is what your role is you are there to take away the pressures of the bits that they probably aren't that skilled in but they also need to learn to trust you so creating that trust relationship is very very important it's not always easy because we're human beings and human beings don't always get on but actually on a professional level it's very very key and funnily enough I've been having that conversation with my assistant school business manager this morning about the professional face and it's so important to have a professional face that you present to everybody at whatever level you're working at because that is the bit that shows that they can trust you and you're a professional person and you know what you're doing. I don't think school business management in itself has ever really emerged as a proper profession, but it is one. Um, it's a very rewarding one. And I think the way that you interact with everybody in your school, including your senior leaders, dictates what, you know, how professional and how much you're actually going to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite interesting. I listened to something recently about how a school business manager was perceived in a school and a particular school business manager was sat asking the children in the class and said, what do you think our role is? One of the children said, I actually thought you were a deputy head, but without the teaching. So, you know, you cover all those aspects of operations, but you're not seen in a teaching role. But you're still a key part of the team. Absolutely. Yeah. I think when you're working, when you're working across phases, it's different because at a primary school, you can get a lot more involved in the day to day things with the children. Whereas when you get to secondary level, it's not quite as easy. That's not to say you can't do it. I mean, I've supported business classes and done um, things with the sixth form and things like that, but right. it's not quite so hands on. Yeah, it's, I'd never thought that would be something you could diversify in, in the school. You've got your role, but teaching is separate. But it's great to know that you're still in part in that 
you know, you have that business background. And of course, it's going to be of certainly value to the school if we can apply that, really. We so, like adding value. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, so when do you start planning for your budgets? When is your, when do you sort of sit down with the head and say, right, okay, for the year? Is that in the summer? Is it at the start? Do you review it every, every quarter? You know what? It's a dynamic process. So for me and my team, and I've got an amazing team that work with me, and I'm really lucky that they're all skilled and we're all on the same page and we all understand what we're doing. So I suppose we start the official budgeting now because mm -hmm. we put in place a budget builder every year. Um, so when we've set our budget, we use our budget builder as a draft for the next year. It's instantly set up for the next yeah. financial year. So that during the year, as things changes, we can go in there, make notes, change things, ready for the next year. But we start looking at it in earnest probably about now. Yeah. Um, in terms of the head teacher and the senior leadership team and the governor's input, that's an ongoing thing. And that's what I mean about listening. If you're listening and you understand your school school improvement plan, its strategic direction, your budget setting is happening all the time. Yeah. And all you're doing then is going back and saying, right, let's just firm up a few details that perhaps I'm not quite so sure of. In terms of your budget holders in school, if you have them, um, we are, well, I'm presenting to the senior management team at one of my schools tomorrow, and then we'll be doing some training for um, heads of departments just to talk about how we want them to budget this year um, quite often in the past there's been occasions where you've had an amount of money that you've set aside for your departments but actually doing it this way around you can look at how much money you actually need and then it, it informs you about the rest of your school because there are some costs there's nothing you can do about they're just day to day yeah. but it is very much back I diversify slightly it is very much that we do it all the time there isn't a time when we actually start it we are always doing it it's ongoing it's work in progress but you're yeah it's, it's the core of how a school can function successfully so that's understandable okay and what about support for school business managers forums um, networking where do you go to if you come across a situation and you think oh, actually i could do with some some support and input on this um Personally, I've got a little bit lazy with this um, okay. and I tend to network less now than I ever did. And I think that's partly due to the fact that um, I do obviously present and things at other forums. Um, so I don't belong to any local groups, but my assistant, she belongs to the local versus group. Um, I tend to have people that I would contact. You know, I know somebody that does that and I... I that's one of the benefits of having done um, done my job for such a long period of time. I think as a business manager, especially if you're a new one, you need those networks. Mm. I certainly use um, Education Executive um, and a few of the professional magazines. And I also use the ISBL um, to look at various things if I need to. No. All of the local authorities are very, very helpful. Their websites are very helpful for things and you don't necessarily have to stick with your own. Right. Um, but I think that's a very personal thing as to whether you need that support. And I think it also is very dependent on where you are within your career. Mm. Um, they're amazing things to have and peer support, especially if you're, if you're new at something and you're struggling with it, to know that somebody else is in the same position is absolutely great. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits, I suppose, as well of a map, is that you've got other people to bounce things off of. Yeah, that's the difference, isn't it? I mean, you've got that support on a, 
a number of levels. And when you mentioned the ISBL, the Institute of School Business Leaders, and that proceeded from the National Association of School Business Managers back in 2017. Mm. So that's yes. a, a good support in itself and monitoring how school business management is perceived as well and supported within the education sector. What do you think that does for people currently in role? with regards to, again, support, accreditations, what does it offer you? Yeah, I mean, you can be a member for, I think it's about £135 a year, and that gives you um, free access to the regional meetings. Uh, And I think the closest one to here, actually, is probably London. Um, There is a set of professional standards on there, so I think it's quite a support for head teachers that are recruiting school business managers as well it's very much depends what you want to get out of it so you can study with them they do lots of um, programs that you can study for school business management everything from health and safety to sit for all sorts of things and they do have a annual conference as well um, and you can join their fellowships it depends certainly first of all how much time you've got and, and how far you want to go with that um, so I think it's, it's great to have a professional organisation like that and it's very, very proactive, um, always looking to work with the DfE on any new um, initiatives. Mm. And there are, you know, obviously the new inter- integrated curriculum financial planning tool is being um, fed out through them. So there's an awful lot to it. And I think you can choose how much you engage. Um, again, I haven't sort of particularly worked with them but I do work with the DfE on um, various other little projects and things. So I haven't actually had the need, but I know that they're very supportive if you want them. You can advertise jobs on there. It literally is a one-stop shop, very useful. Yeah, I've seen had a look at it and it's um, very absolutely detailed and and what it can offer. And, you know, it's good to have that. For people coming in to, to be able to refer to that initially and talking about people coming into this career, what do you think attracts people to this role? And how would you say to people, what tips would you give them in in looking to pursue a career as a school business manager? Um, I think quite often, not always, but certainly in the past, it's been attractive because of school hours and it attracts professional people from industry, um, particularly around the accountancy side. I think what I would say to anybody that was coming in, if you're expecting to come in and just specialise in one thing, unless you join a multi-academy trust, that is not going to happen. You've got to be prepared to have lots of balls in the air, walk walk out the door at the end of the day, leaving them up there and coming back and picking them up again the next day. (laughs) You tend to find with, certainly with um, people that are, you know, accountants and are into money, they tend to be completer finishers. This is not a role for somebody that cannot walk away and leave things undone because you would be walking, working 24 hours a day nonstop because as soon as you finish something, something else comes up and it it carries on going. It just grows and it extends and it carries on going. So my advice would be don't come in with your eyes shut. Don't expect to just be doing one thing. You need to be a people person, not necessarily a people pleaser. Um, And you need to be able to be dynamic and diversify constantly. And that's uh, that's, when you've got a role like that, I'll take it no two days are the same for you. 
no not usually you can be doing, <laughs> doing anything but that's one of the charms for somebody like me I get bored easily mm. um, and another another thing if you're a school business manager in a, a school or a trust that actually supports your role it's the kind of role where you can really have some quite significant influence you know you yeah. really can see where you've been and that is hugely rewarding hugely rewarding so schools are going through budget cuts that's a key part that's happening so people are having to be more creative in finding money or pairing back so how as a school business manager how can they support a school with that happening um uh, understanding how your school works is key so mm. understanding the structure being involved in setting that structure so certainly at secondary level understanding how the curriculum is built 75%-ish of your budget is always spent on staffing. Massive, yeah. massive. Now, as a school business manager, you can influence that in, in quite a few ways. You can influence it through your curriculum setting. You can influence it through the appraisal process, through the recruitment process, through retention, all of those things. Because all of those things have a knock-on effect to the cost to your budget in terms of people. Mm -hmm. um, your best place to really to look at how the whole school spends. You're well placed to encourage people to think forward. Strategic planning and succession planning actually tend to mean that you don't do any knee-jerk purchases and therefore what you do spend is good value for money. Mm -hmm. I hang my my hat always on the fact that I'm spending the money that belongs to these children and it needs to be spent in the best possible way for the best possible outcomes. So I think you can be a huge influencer in strategic decisions moving forward because all of those decisions cost money and that's the best way that you can create efficiency um, and make the system effective. You can use tools, you can use the new integrated curriculum financial planning if you're a secondary school. To a certain degree, you can use that for primary. Um, but as time goes on, every school is unique and the way every school operates differs. Knowing your school is without doubt the most important part of it, enabling you to do that 100%. Absolutely, and yeah, understanding. Yeah, you're an extension of that school. So everything you do is, is invested back in. It's got to be the benefit of the kids, as we know. That's the ultimate goal. It's just a, a very strong partnership now in the school business manager. When I'm recruiting for, for this kind of role, we're not just looking, like you say, at the finances side. It's like the HR element, marketing, the IT, their role in the kind of the operational side. So it's bigger, much bigger than it, than it ever was before. And that person can have a lot of influence within school as well to get the most from their budgets, their money. And so I'm thinking in the future, do you think the role will become ever bigger or how do you think it's going to kind of pan out? Um, I think with the onset of more and more multi-academy trusts, I think it probably will get broken up a little bit, to be honest. Um, and I do think that, you know, school business managers, a lot of them possibly will will specialise in HR or specialise in finance. Um, so I think as, as an actual job, it's probably going to change. It's already doing that now. But, you know, never say never, because actually the education sector goes around in circles. It's like every other um, part of life. There's no such thing as a new idea, just somebody else who believes in it. And <laughs> I, I'm sitting here saying that now, but in five years' time, it might look entirely different. Yeah. So it really is a watch this space. But if it's a role that suits you as a personality, it's a fantastic job to do. And I would recommend it to anybody. Okay, on a sort of final note, what are the key qualities that you need to have? But what would you say are the sort of three or four key 
qualities to have as a school business manager to be a successful one? I think you need to be a people person, not a people pleaser. You need to be a dynamic personality, ability to literally change direction in the blink of an eye. Um, and I think you need to be able to listen. Those are really, really key. Apart from the obvious, you know, skills in terms of your ability to do finance, HR, health yeah. and safety, manage everything else. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is a broad role, but it'd be very interesting to see how it does develop in the future. So, thank you very much for your time today. It's been lovely talking to you. And, and to you. Thank you for your time and thank you for listening. podcast has been brought to you by Dedicate Recruitment, specialists in supplying education support staff in the Southeast. We'd love to hear from you. For comments or to connect, find us on social media. Thanks for listening.